Welcome to Hello Easton, PA. I'm your host, Mark Nutting. I'm the owner of Jiva Fitness, an author, business consultant, former actor, dancer, martial artist, superhero, musician, and I love to connect with others. This podcast is a way for me to share the stories of the people I meet in my adopted hometown of Easton, Pennsylvania. Hi, this is Mark Nutting. Today, I'm speaking with Jamie Collins of Cedar Line Designs. Hi, Jamie. Hi, Mark. <laughs> the, you know, I, Jamie and I have known each other for a while, but well, I truly have never really talked to you about your business. So this is a good chance for me to get to know in depth what you do. Mm-hmm. What, tell me about Cedar Line Design. What, what is your company? What do you do? So I am a licensed and registered landscape architect. I'm a graduate of Rutgers University, but I am a Pennsylvania native, not a New Jersey native. And uh, what I do is I do anything outdoors that a client would like to have in their landscape. So I am, I've got 25 years of experience under my belt. I've been doing this uh, professionally. I, I worked with uh, a couple of different design firms, um, professional offices, design build. I did a short stint in land development um, a number of years ago. And in 2008, I started my own business. And what a landscape architect can do for you is is we help you organize uh, and create spaces in your landscape. So say you bought your dream house and you want to build a pool and have a tennis court and have a pergola and an outdoor kitchen. We can help you arrange those spaces, uh, create those garden rooms, and get this project off and running and make the best use of your space. There's a lot that can be involved in landscape architecture as far as um, grading and drainage. And it's not just planting and it's not just patios. There's a lot of other considerations. So the topography of your land, how it makes sense, you know, do you put the patio outside that sliding door or do you put it a little further away from the house so that you have an experience to get to the patio? Um, Do you need walls? Do you need retaining walls? How are you going to work your driveway you know, how are you getting to your front door? That right. Kind of this is all, <laughs> sadly, this is all foreign to me. Um, <laughs> Heather was the the plant person in, in our family. And uh, the, you know, so when, when I hear all this, I'm thinking, okay, well, how, well, first off, let me, let me kick back a little bit and just ask, uh, I know there's a difference between landscape architect, garden designer, and landscape designer. I, what I, to me that's all I, what's the difference between them it's it's all it all sounds like one thing to you it, it does yeah 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 so a, a licensed landscape architect has to go to an accredited program so uh, in Pennsylvania there's a number of universities that have accredited programs Penn State University of Penn Temple uh, in New Jersey where I was living at the time Rutgers was the only and still is the only accredited landscape architecture program it's typically a four to five year college program you get a bachelor of science and uh the the difference is the education and then we also have to work under a licensed landscape architect for a number of years when i did it 20 some years ago almost 30 years ago now uh the requirement was two years working under a licensed landscape architect and then Mm -hmm. you could sit for your exam the, the requirement is now four years, which is better because the fail rate on that exam was very high back in the day when I took it. The exam is a uh, two-day two exam. Hmm. Yeah. It costs about $3,000, which is 
So not well, nothing. It, it yeah, did, significant. It did 25 years ago, it cost that much. It's not insignificant. It's it's similar to passing the bar. And yeah, yeah. there are a number of different sections, uh, which include like some of the things I mentioned. It's not just plants. It's uh, the planting design is one part of it. But there's grading and drainage, which is engineering. Um, there's uh, topography. There's, oh gosh, I can't even remember all the different segments now. But there's like seven or eight different segments. And then some states will have an exam, a state exam. Yeah, yeah. So New Jersey has a state exam that you have to pass, and they are really big on their native uh, plant population, that yeah, exam. Right. Pennsylvania does not have one. Other states. Right. So sometimes I, you I can noticed get, that it said that you were uh, licensed in New Jersey and registered. Is that what it is in, in Pennsylvania? Yeah. It's it, the other way around. It's licensed oh, uh, in New Jersey and, did you say that? And registered in Pennsylvania. Yes. Yeah. One of those. Yeah. Yeah. So, but that's been the difference between the requirements state to state. Different requirements from state to state. Not all yeah. states have a state exam. Right. So okay. I could apply for reciprocity and maybe get that without uh, having to take another exam. Mm -hmm. So I can, once I pass that exam, I can call myself a landscape architect. What that big exam buys you is letters after your name. Sure. And that's pretty much it. Yeah. You get a seal. I have a seal. Uh, somewhere around here. <laughs> yeah. um, in 25 years, and I've used it, it like three I, I times. I was going to say, I've, I've had you know business seals and just kind of going, I honestly have never used it, yeah. but it's yeah. nice to have. <laughs> it's great to have. And, and just this winter, I had two phone calls from people asking me uh, just for that. They need that. So can we subcontract to you? Can you review our drawings? Can you sign and seal okay. them? So, yeah. So that is important. It, uh, it, it, well, in 25 years, it's now going to make me a little bit of money. <laughs> But, it's nice uh, to know it eventually pays off. Uh, yeah, I'm yeah. hoping it will. So a garden designer or a landscape designer is somebody who may have some education under their belt. They may have taken some classes, but they don't have to. Right. There, right. They, there is no uh, accreditation. There's no certification that needs to be in order to call yourself a garden designer. Right. It's actually now, really similar to, to uh, calling. I mean, I could call myself a nutritionist. Mm -hmm. I mean, I'm a, a nutrition coach, but I mean, nutritionist, you know, people... People mistake nutritionist for a registered dietitian, and that's oh, a completely different thing. Okay. That's the license. That's the head the schooling, mm -hmm. and anybody can call themselves a nutritionist. That can be very deceiving. Mm -hmm. So, it, you know, yes, it's nice to know that you know there is a standard for you. Yes, you know this is this means that they are the real deal. Yes, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Right. So, um, did you always want to do this? No. Okay. I, I no. I had no idea what landscape architecture was when I yeah. when I discovered it. So I was a dental hygienist. Oh, were you? Right out of uh, high school, I didn't know what I wanted to do out of high school. So I went to the local community college and took two years to get through a dental hygiene program, and then had you know a really well paying job for a number of years. I always loved to garden though, mm -hmm. and. Uh, at the time that I was getting really tired of doing uh, dental hygiene, I needed something. I needed some profession, some job to pay the bills. So uh, at the time I was, I was married and my husband said, go to Rutgers. We were living in New Jersey. Go to Rutgers. Talk to them. They have horticulture and, and botany. And mm -hmm. so I actually went over there and I interviewed with uh, five different departments in one day. I have no idea how that happened by the way, because you can't do that now without appointments and this and right, that. Yeah. But I went over there and they just kept sending me, you know, botany called over to horticulture and said, I'm sending this person over. This doesn't seem to be right for her. And they eventually, they, I ended up at landscape architecture. And um, I had a really interesting conversation with the department head. And 
they kind of laid down a challenge to me and I was like, well, well, you think I can't do this? I'm going to show you I can do this. But it, it had to do with plants. I always loved to garden. So grew up next to my grandparents' farm in in, uh, Southeastern PA and was always the one who was out playing in the dirt. So (laughs) to me, when I went to Rutgers and I said, what, how can I make a living loving to garden? And they sent me to landscape architecture. And the first class I took was plants, plants um, and learned some plants and totally aced that and loved it and just kept going from there. Cedar line. There's a story behind that, right? So that was the name of my grandparents' farm, okay. Cedar Line yeah. Farm. And the the lane, it, the house, the farmhouse sat back far from the road. And the lane was at one time lined in cedar trees by the time I came along. And of course, in our family, every, uh, so all of my aunts and uncles got a piece of property oh, yeah. off of the yeah. farm, right? Yeah. That, that was the way that they uh, kept the family close. And my parents stayed. They still live there uh, hmm. in that house yeah. that they built right next to my grandparents' farm. So um, in 2008, when I started this business, I you know was looking for a name, and I thought, well, this is where my love of gardening came from, and this is why I'm a landscape architect now. Yeah. And it was it was really important to me that I see my grandmother and and tell her that right. I was going to do that. Right. And you know, she passed. I was I was planned. I had a trip planned to go see her. And she passed away like three days before I was able to tell her yeah, the wow. name of my business. Yeah, which was always really sad for me. Right. Sure. You know, but, you know, lives on, you know. It does. And uh, and a number of years later, my cousins all came to my house and they, they all said, oh, my gosh, we love that you named the, the business this and we love that you're doing so well. And this is great. And, and I didn't even know that they were paying attention. Right. You know, sure. so it was really, yeah. really heartwarming and lovely. That's great. Yeah. Now, back to like the nuts and bolts of your business. Uh, I know you work with big clients, but where you work with every kind of operation, right? I mean, there's not there's not a you know you have to be this big. I mean, you you can work with anybody's yard and yeah. You know, I always think about you know my my friends on College Hill and just you know the the small yards, but you Mm -hmm. know, really important to own the space. You know, make it yours. Absolutely. I My career has largely been in high-end residential in New Jersey. But I love small spaces. I love the details. And that's what I, I think I'm really good at are the yeah, details. Yeah. So when I bought my house out here in Palmer uh, almost 20 years ago, it was a flat yard with three trees and a little two little kind of nasty little um, fish ponds that somebody was doing as home projects. And <laughs> uh, and it was completely open to the street. Yeah. And I sat down and of course it's now it's my property. I'm going to do what I want to do. Uh, and if you drive past my house now, if you come to my garden now, you would never believe that it was a flat piece of turf. Mm-hmm. First of all, there's almost no grass left because there's so much shade. But the gardens are extensive. Um, when people come to my garden, they're shocked that it keeps going. It's a small property. It's a twin right. yeah. in Palmer. And I have rough, like kind of like five different garden areas. And you just sort of wander through. And, and people are always saying to me, I can't believe this just keeps going on and on. And it's a tiny little yard. So it's it's not, it isn't just uh, 
I mean, I have a client right now who has 21 acres of gardens, and that's right. a lot. That, that is a lot. <laughs> that is a lot. Um, I have another, and that client I've had for a dozen years. Um, I've worked on other projects, you know, big and small, but you don't need to have a giant property mm-hmm. to to utilize a landscape architect. To have and, a little oasis. Exactly. Yeah. That's exactly right. Yeah. Yeah. It's funny. The, the uh, I won't say where, but I mean, it went to this bar downtown that uh relatively new um and it uh it had a little backyard that that totally felt like you were not in easton it was mm-hmm. it just had a completely different feel and i know that can be so important to have a getaway have have that oasis mm-hmm. uh so very cool good great yeah let's shift for a moment okay i like i like shifting <laughs> talk about you i mean we've talked about your schooling and all that stuff uh, I know you just recently got married. I did. Yes. And yes. Uh, your story behind that, I, I think, is, is I was going to say fun. Uh, it's, it, it's, uh, it has a happy ending to it, but you know, I guess the, the, the story itself is not fun. You were like dating a lot for a while. A, a long while. Hmm. I, I, I married my high school sweetheart in 1989, and by... 93, 94, that was largely over. And I was yeah. uh, looking to go back to school and, and find a new career. So everything in my life changed then. Um, I had a very amicable divorce. Um, yeah. And if you had told me I would be single for the next 27 years, I would never have believed you. Yeah. Um, so I was like, on the, I was on the dating, uh, online dating match.com. I was, you know, on it from the beginning. Yeah, since the inception, right? Yes. So for 20 years, I was on Match.com. I have had, I could write a book on my dating experiences. It's been a wild ride, really yeah. wild. That book will come out later in a year. <laughs> Someday. Yeah. Um, and, and so I met Brian on Match.com and we met downtown in Easton at, at one of the local restaurants, very close to Jeeva Fitness. Yeah. And uh, Brian grew up in Allentown and never, never came to Easton. He says, well, I don't go to Easton. And I said, well, I don't go west and north of Palmer. Like I go, <laughs> I go south and east. That's where I go. That's so funny to me. <laughs> but yeah, okay. <laughs> I guess growing up in the Parkland School District, you know, Easton was not a place you wanted to go. Right. Um, I, I don't understand. I didn't grow up in the Lehigh Valley, so I don't understand that whole rivalry. But apparently it's there. So uh, when we met on Match.com, we met. Basically, because I my profile said that I was a plant geek and I live in a beautiful garden and I work with you know landscape architect, and he wrote to me and he said, "Well, I'm kind of a plant geek too. I work for a native plant nursery." And I thought, "Well, what are the chances? You know, that's mm-hmm. that's really fun." And uh, funny enough, he said that it was my smile that drew him to my profile. I do remember it was very late at night one night when I just clicked like you know the little like button. And his pictures were terrible. He's much handsomer, <laughs> much handsomer than his pictures. That's funny. But I just thought, well. I'll have to talk to him about that. <laughs> they were bad. Um, and he'll tell you that too. But uh, I just thought to myself, well, okay, I'm going to go meet this guy because he's into plants. And we can, at least I'll make another friend in the plant world here in, in Easton. And that was four, four years ago and two months and one day. And, but who's counting? Yeah. <laughs> and... So we came from completely different backgrounds, totally different backgrounds. It, right. It's a total 180. Uh, 
you know, when I said to him, so what other, you know, dates have you been on? Tell me, tell me, you have a good dating story from match.com? Not realizing that he was so recently on it. And yeah. he just looked at me and said, well, you're the first one. <laughs> and I was like, there we go. And I was like, well, I could entertain you all night long with failed dating stories. Um, Which is always the best first date I mean, discussion. <laughs> Talk about how I'm going to talk about you after this date. Right, is right. yeah. You know, oh, you'll yeah, be, you'll be the next one in the line. Right, right. <laughs> but yeah. not. But not. But not. Yeah. Um, we are just so compatible, and he's such a wonderful person. And I knew the minute, and this sounds so cheesy, and everybody said, oh, you'll know. And I was like, yeah, whatever. After almost, really, by the time we got married, it was 27 years. Yeah. Almost yeah. to the day since I had gotten divorced. Uh so yeah, the minute I laid eyes on him, I thought, "Oh shoot, I am in big trouble." <laughs> this guy, yeah, this yeah. is the guy, and I did know. Yeah, so I believe you. You do. Been there. Yeah. I mean, I I always thought that was just so cheesy and not real. Well, but. I couldn't be happier for you guys. <laughs> Thank you. Great, great couple. Yeah. Um, what What's the progression of you going back to your business for a second? What's the progression of your business? Where do you see yourself in five years? I mean, you've been growing right along. Um, more of something, less of something, uh, ha having a staff or you, you don't have a staff, do you? I don't. It's yeah, me, it's just you. me, myself and I, I do bring in different people when I need it. So, um, there's a interview I'm going on tomorrow. Uh, I may need somebody to do a lot of rendering for me, Photoshop, yeah. 3d rendering, that kind of thing. I have friends, I have colleagues who do that kind of thing for me when I'm, when it's needed. Um, but it's basically me. If, if I work with a client, it's, uh, it's me. I'm doing everything from the con writing the contract to all the interviewing and, and all the design work and all the AutoCAD work, the hand drawings, whatever it is that I'm doing for you. Um, and then I'll be out in the field overseeing, mm -hmm. not overseeing, but observing, uh, installation and working with the contractors and right. that kind of thing. I don't, I don't personally hire the contractors the client does mm -hmm. i can make recommendations you know i've worked with this person before i've worked you with that firm before architect so you're you're the plan drawer yes, and overseer exactly. it's just like an architect right yeah. right so where do i see myself in five years it because my life has just changed so much after meeting brian and getting married i'm really not sure i i don't mm -hmm. know where it's going to go i've been very because i am a plant-oriented landscape architect yeah and that's unusual in landscape architecture. Most landscape oh, architects yeah. actually don't, um, they have a certain plant palette that they use and they don't vary from that very much. But I, I like to be in the nurseries. I love working with the growers and I've been selling plants uh, as a nursery sales rep for a dozen years now. Yeah. There's some really yeah. great nurseries in New Jersey and Pennsylvania. Um, so recently I, in order to sort of maybe grow that side of the business or just feed my interest in that, I recently became a certified arborist. Well, yeah, I was going to ask about that too. So arborist tree, mm -hmm. but what does that mean too? Well, I mean, so when you're an arborist, is it just trees and uh, explain? What? Yeah, it's, it's not just trees. It's woody plants. Okay. So it could be shrubs, you know, small trees, big trees, shrubs, woody shrubs. As far as things like identifying fungal or, or insect disease and damage, mm -hmm. how to remedy those kinds of situations. Okay. Those, you know, there's a lot of um, diseases that will affect both trees and shrubs and 
indiscriminately. Uh, so how to handle that, how to pruning is trees and shrubs. Right. So there's a lot of that and general consulting. Now I'm not going to, I have done it. I have uh, used the ropes and climbed a tree yeah. one yeah. time. I'm not oh, going to make, time. yeah, I'm not going to make a enough, career I out of that. Yeah, right. Yeah. yeah I, I actually did better than I thought. Thanks to, um, you know, all the fitness training that I do, I believe, but uh, I'm not going to make a career of that. But certainly consulting, I can do consulting. Mm -hmm. uh, so I am also tree risk uh, assessment qualified, mm -hmm. which is um, qualified by International Society of Arboriculture. So again, exams. I had to take exams to pass all sure. of this. Sure, tree risk assessment. I mean, the is this something people should do proactively? I mean, you know, what was it? I, a friend of ours, Patina. Actually, like her neighbor had a tree fall on their house, fall on their house. Yeah, you know, yeah. and, and I know that, you know, depending on the wind, depending on the age of the tree, all that stuff mm -hmm. uh, that can be. Is that kind of what risk assessment is with mm -hmm. trees is, is how likely are they are to stay where they are? Yes. A lot of people get really nervous about trees being close to their house. Oh, it's going to fall on my house. It's going to drop branches. It's going to drop leaves. So there are a lot of pros to trees and, and what they're doing for our environment. There's there's some cons also. Mm -hmm. Um, so yes, tree risk assessment would be if you're worried about, you know, the tree in your landscape and you think there's something wrong with it, but you don't know, you're not an expert. So you, you call in an expert and you find out because right. to take down a, a, a tree of any size can be several thousand dollars. So it's not an inexpensive venture. If you're nervous about sure. it and you're yeah. thinking, Oh no, I got to put out, you know, $2,500 to take this tree down. Well, maybe you don't have to. Mm -hmm. You don't know if you're looking at a healthy tree or, or a not healthy tree. Right. Sometimes it's obvious. It's not always obvious. So is it worth it to pay somebody two or $300 to come and look and tell you if that tree is safe or not? Well, it yeah, might I mean, be. You know, I, I, the, uh, I immediately think about real estate buyers. You know, mm -hmm. somebody buying a new home and there's a tree there, you know, before you buy the home, you're just going, how safe is that? Mm-hmm. And if I have to have it removed, you know, that's an added expense to the price of the, the house itself. Sure. So to have that option of having it checked out. Sure. And it's not like your real estate agent is an arborist, so right. they don't know. Yeah. So they're going to opt to tell you to take the tree down. I'm going to tell you right here at my studio that we're sitting in, mm -hmm. when I bought this property, there was an amazing, huge, tall, straight cherry tree in the back corner here, yeah. which I thought was fantastic. I was so excited about that tree. And I want to say, and the house next to me was going up for sale at, uh, about eight months after I bought this place. So I come to work one day and the tree is a stump. And I was they appalled, cut the tree down. <laughs> absolutely appalled. They cut the tree down because the real estate agent said, Oh, that's a big tree. You should be worried about that. Take it down. Huh. And they did. Yeah. And I was just beside myself. It was a perfect tree. It was beautiful. I was not an arborist, certified arborist then, but even, you know, I certainly have a lot of experience looking at trees sure. and that tree, there was not a thing wrong with it. It was just, to me, that was a travesty. You can't replace a tree like that. Yeah. And I have transplanted some big ass trees. Okay. That, so you cannot how, how, transplant How big ass have you, have you transplanted? Oh, uh, yeah, I've transplanted 35 foot evergreens and, and, mm -hmm. uh, equally bit and bigger, probably 45 foot, 10, 12 inch caliber maple trees I've done. 
Yeah. That's pretty crazy. Yeah. It is one tree per tractor trailer. Yeah. Yeah. You need a crane and a, and a boom. I was going to say, you need some big equipment. Big, yeah. Big equipment. It's fun. It's fun to watch it. Yeah. Yeah. There are a couple other questions. Oh, I, just getting back to you. Because <laughs> you. We just keep zigzagging what? back and forth. Yeah, well, I, yeah. I mean, well, I, I figured I, I hadn't asked everything I wanted to ask about your business. So I wanted to yeah. make sure I jump back in that. But you now let's jump back to you. Hobbies. Besides gardening. Oh, but see. Garden, you live <laughs> and breathe, is, eat, breathe, garden. Gardening is pretty all-encompassing. Um, okay, so if I have some free time, yeah, yeah, I will head out to the garden. It is my de-stress place. It's the mm -hmm. place that I feel, um, you know, it's just my calm place. Mm -hmm. But there's almost always going to be a glass of wine in my hand. <laughs> <laughs> so, hobby, drinking. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's, there's that. No, that's, yeah. But then there's, there's wine. So then there mm. has to be uh, working out. Right? Sure. So, yes. um, I want to say, yeah, when I turned 50, I, I had to start working out and I didn't think I would enjoy it, but I actually really do. Good. So, uh, have a great, great group of people <laughs> I mean, that I work I'm, out right, with yeah. regularly. I'm glad to hear that. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Is there, is there something you else you'd like them, you know, the listeners to know anything else? Um, as far as the business, I was talking personal. No, oh, I'm, personal. I'm kidding. I'm okay. kidding. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> go ahead, go ahead. Yeah. The business. Yeah. I just, I think that, uh, I, I have found my career to stay largely in New Jersey and I think it's got a lot to do with, um, the township ordinances and you mean here in Pennsylvania or it, there? in New Jersey, there's, there's okay. a lot of more ordinances in New Jersey than there are in Pennsylvania. Um, but you see, which what's... means there, there is a lot more specific upkeep or, yes. or control, control that over people what don't you can understand do with, on their own. Yeah. What you can do with your property and what you can't do. Yeah. Um, I think that as our world is changing, our climate is changing, our environment is changing, you know, planting trees and, and doing a little bit more for our world here, our the mm -hmm. tiny little bit that we own, yeah. our little properties here, is becoming more and more important. And there's there's an ecological situation going on where we are not, with our sterile lawns and and our you know Japanese and Asian plants, non natives I should say, non native plants, uh, we're not helping our own native environment. Mm -hmm. And as a landscape architect, it's it's very alarming. Uh, as an arborist, it's even more alarming because people just cut down trees willy nilly and right. don't replant. Um, so it's it's a it's a situation that I think we all need to be more aware of, and not just aware, but start doing something about it. Mm -hmm. So you can you you can utilize a landscape architect. You want to be careful who you choose, though, because still a lot of people are still using non-native plants. <laughs> And yeah. advocating big lawns, and and if you have a concern about the environment, which you should, um, you want to be careful who you work with. Yeah, well, I think that's a great note. Uh, and we, yeah, I wanted to say we all are more concerned with you know climate change and everything else, but sadly, we're not all concerned with that. But it it is important, and you know, it's important to be able to make those decisions to do what's both both what we want, but also what's also good for the environment. 
Uh, well, so we have we have children, we have grandchildren, right? Exactly, and they're going to inherit this world. And it it sounds like a cliche, and it sounds like oh yeah, there they go on their soapbox. But there's a lot going on in the environment right now that people should be worried about. And I think you can here in Easton, like not to trash, not to trash where we live, but I think since COVID, personally, I have seen a tremendous amount of garbage along the sides of the roads, much more than I have noticed in mm-hmm. the past. Um, if you drive down Route 78, it's it's disgusting. Right. Uh, getting you know in it, anywhere anywhere around here, right. people are not picking up the garbage in their own yards. I mean, COVID happened, and one of the things we could do was get out in our yards. Right, sure. And gardening picked up tremendously. Interior gardening, interior plants, that whole, um, you know, that whole market just took off, boomed like crazy. So it's it's something we can do and not be afraid of being around people. Right. And yet, it actually the trash situation I think got worse. That's yeah, interesting. And it's not just here. It's not just here in the Lehigh Valley. I'm noticing it. I, I, I'm all over New Jersey for my job, and I'm noticing it everywhere. And it's just, it's appalling. Um, and it's bad for the environment. Yeah, certainly. You yeah. know, it's uh, so. Getting back to you know what I do, I think as a landscape architect, you uh, personally, the kind of landscape architect that I am, whatever you need me to help you do in the landscape, I can do. I have gone on jobs where people want to just walk around with me for an hour. They want to buy an hour of my time. And that's how I work. I work in, on an hourly basis. Yeah. Um, but I've walked around with people and they're taking notes or they're recording my voice yeah. uh, as I point to things and say, well, I would do this here and I would do that there. And then they just pay me for that hour and I then I go home. Right. So not a big commitment for people who want some ideas. and It and, does not have to be. Yeah. You do not have to you know, buy into a big, if you don't have the budget for that, but you just need some help organizing your thoughts, organizing the space, even um, just, you know, some plant recommendations. Yeah. So, yeah, don't be afraid to reach out. It doesn't have to be a big thing. Great. Great. Mm-hmm. That's super. Uh, I think we've covered everything. All right. Uh, <laughs> I do. I think we've, you know, gotten in there. Uh, so this is Jamie Collins in Cedar Line Design. And uh, uh, if you're looking for landscape architect, Jamie's here for you. Yes, and this is Mark Nutting, and thanks for being here. Thanks for listening to Hello Easton PA. This is Mark Nutting, hoping that you'll stop by again to find out more about your fellow Estonians. Have a great day. <laughs>